Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off all my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code podcast15. You become a mum and probably expected to be changing nappies on demand But did you also expect to become a laundrette, an all-inclusive snack bar, children's entertainer, a nurse, taxi, and much more? Throw work into the mix as well, and things get a little bit crazy. This week, I'm joined by Natalie Ward, founder of Latched, pre- and postnatal clothing brand, mum of two, an all-round wonderful human. Natalie knows the mum work-life juggle very well, And this is really just a great excuse for me to grab her for a chat and learn how she does it all with a smile. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for coming to chat to me this evening. Hi, thank you for having me. First of all, I've got to ask you, how much coffee have you drunk today? I don't drink coffee. How are you surviving? Wine? (laughs) There's got to be a vice. Come on. Yeah, there is caffeine. Don't get me wrong. It's normally in the form of Pepsi Max. Um, And yeah, there is the occasional bottle of wine. (laughs) I love it. Just the one bottle today. (laughs) Just the one bottle. But seriously, Natalie, one of the things that I always admire you for when we chat is the way you work. So I know for you, having your boys obviously is your priority. But a business doesn't run itself. How long is the day in the life of Natalie? Um, it pretty much starts the minute I open my eyes. Um, and obviously with two small children, that could be anywhere from three o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock in the morning, depending on, you know, where what kind of mood they're in and how things are going. Um, but obviously being self-employed and trying to fit everything in a day, um, that can go anywhere from kind of 11 o'clock at night through to two o'clock in the morning. So, you know, it's, for me, it's just about being flexible and, you know, literally doing that juggle. And sometimes that means sacrificing some personal time and other times that means going to bed early. But yeah, it, it's literally just a, a merry-go-round that I enjoy. <laughs> I do, you must enjoy it because sometimes when I'm trying to do the juggle, I feel like screaming into a pillow, but you always seem to be smiling. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no 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 don't 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 let like into pillow yeah, as well. Definitely a few screams into pillows. Um, yeah, I I definitely have my my moments where I'm like right, I'm going to walk the dog by myself. Everyone leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, without my emails pinging in. Yeah, with oh, no one, gosh. just no one. Me and the dog who doesn't want anything from me <laughs> other than to walk. <laughs> I love it. That's reassuring to hear, and I know that'll be reassuring to hear for lots of mums that are also juggling. And I think probably the thing, Natalie, that links us up anyway and keeps us motivated is passion behind actually the end goal. Talk to me about the passion behind Latch because what strikes me every time I get to chat to you at baby shows and things is the passion behind your brand. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love what I do. And I think because Latch started from me trying to solve my own problem, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Trying to breastfeed a baby who feeds for 14 hours a day but you just want to go for a walk like you don't have to be going to the gym like you just want to leave the house and it can be a real challenge so going through that whole journey myself I truly understand how it feels to be in that situation and feel completely trapped and isolated and then after we had Harper and then falling pregnant so quickly again afterwards you know Ethan's 12 week scan was on Harper's first birthday I had two in very quick succession. I went from having a winter baby to a summer baby. You know, second time round, my bump was a lot bigger. First time I was a bit lucky, I'm not going to lie. Like my bump was quite small and contained um, and I could get away with certain things. Whereas second time round, absolutely not. So again, I appreciate um, being ridiculously heavily pregnant in heat waves and all the fun and games that that brings and running around after, a, after a, you know, eight, 16 month old. So I think that's the thing for me is I, I just get it and I believe in it so much. So I want to help other people. I don't want them to have those same problems and experiences that I had that literally made me cry into a pillow, that made me break down on the floor being like, how is this my life now? Like, this is awful. Why is there not a, a solution to this? So, yeah, I think that is it. It's, it's just really like knowing that situation so deeply myself that of course I'm passionate about helping other women through it because it's awful. <laughs> oh, you're such a beautiful human. I love it. I love it. And what, one of the things that I love about Latch, but also about your whole ethos is supporting women to exercise in pregnancy and the postpartum because we know how massively beneficial it is for physical health, emotional health, demonstrating to your children, like the benefits of activity from an early age is just going to set them up for a much a healthier future as well but clothing really is such a barrier isn't it to so many women and I know for example pre-pregnancy I was doing well if I was still in an a-cut bra Natalie like there was no boob at all and one of the first symptoms I had was suddenly these like d-cut boobs that just appeared overnight and I was like well, what the hell do I do like I was a really active runner and I was literally like I don't know what to do um and they they've kind of stayed through breastfeeding as well this far I'm hoping that they might go because I actually quite like being flat-chested it, it worked well for running um but I genuinely live in your bras like genuinely because I find that the adjustability of them at the back means that they fit me, whether I have got first thing in the morning full of milk boobs or actually last thing at night when they're fairly pre-pregnancy size, they fit. And I found that a real, it would have been a real, real barrier to me, I think, being active in pregnancy because I didn't want to just have to put on my husband's oversized t-shirts 
and feel uncomfortable or feel like I couldn't exercise out and about because I was wearing like, you know, boxer shorts and <laughs> a massive t-shirt. Actually, I felt I could feel confident both post-birth and in pregnancy with the changes of my body and be active. And I think that's really empowering for women. And it supports, you know, busting those myths around exercise because we start to see women lifting weights while pregnant in the gym, doing high impact sports that we conventionally and certainly a few generations ago would have been told absolutely no chance. I mean, when my nan heard that I was lifting weights and running in pregnancy, she was mortified that I wasn't just lying in bed. (laughs) So yeah, I love, I love, 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 love anything that champions pregnancy and postnatal exercise and you are doing an awesome job of it. So keep, keep doing the mum hustle, Natalie. Trying, trying. And that's the thing, like you talk about the adjustability of stuff. And I think, you know, it can be a really, well, it is a really expensive time in your life. Like you think about the car seat and the the push chairs and, you know, even just nappies, like, you know, there's so many things that come into it. Mm. And for me, it was like, well, someone should be able to buy a high quality sports bra that will allow them to wear it throughout their entire journey. Like, you know, part of the reason of having a hook and eye on the back is so that as your ribs start to flare through pregnancy, just adjust it. And then actually when you get to the point where your ribs are so big in that last trimester that actually it still feels really snug, put the extender in there that we cut, you know, we send out with bras so that you can carry on wearing it. And then as your cup sizes change, you've got the adjustability in the back. And, you know, I really wanted it to be something that someone could have one of and be perfectly, you know, satisfied that that was all they needed for their journey. If they want more then great, but ultimately you only needed one. Um, and the same with the leggings, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to create something that you only wore in pregnancy. So, you know, Ethan's just turned three. I wore leggings, the, the same pair of leggings after I'd had Harper, she's four and a half through Ethan's pregnancy. And I'm still wearing them three years later. So, you know, I wanted things that were sustainable and had, you know, a kind of real sense of value from as well, not just another gimmick that people buy through their pregnancy and then never use again. And I think that's important, isn't it, when you touched on sustainability, because we see the damage of fast fashion, like we see how damaging that is to the environment. And I think, thankfully, we're all getting a bit more clued up on that now and shopping sustainably. So like you say, something that is going to see you through is really valuable. Although I have to confess, Natalie, I'm now on three bras because (laughs) I can't do that much washing. (laughs) Well, that is the downside. When you find something you love that much, then you're going to buy three of them. My husband is the same. He finds a T-shirt or a pair of jeans that he loves and he buys them in every colour. Yeah, it's always that you find a good fit. That's it. You have to go for it. Um, So talk to me about some of the biggest challenges behind the scenes of juggling mum life and small business life because I feel often um, on the outside people looking in especially when you've got like an Instagram profile it all looks really like rosy and like great fun and it's always really high energy and awesome and exciting but I feel like sometimes it's a little bit of a slog and a bit stressful talk to me I think anyone that says that it's rosy all the time is a liar or they have a lot of staff yeah, I mean, like a, staff, a chef a and a housekeeper and a, you know, <laughs> a all nanny. those things. Yeah, a nanny alongside like work staff as well. I think, you know, it's hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. I had a career prior to doing this and it was a lot easier doing that than what I'm doing What now. did you do, Natalie, before? 
Uh, so I worked at a university. So I was the assistant oh. head of sport for 15 years. Were you? Oh, um, that's exciting. Yeah, and it was Which amazing. makes sense, actually, that you've then gone into... I like it. It's all making sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that, by comparison, was a walk in the park. Mm. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yes, I work for myself, and that comes with a lot of flexibility, but it also comes with a hell of a lot of responsibility. And, t- you know, ch- two children in the mix as well, and there's their needs and their childcare. And, you know, my husband works full time, yes, but that takes him away from the house, whereas I'm here. So I'm dealing with school and appointments and doctors and, you know, all, all those things as well. And at times... It feels absolutely impossible and I feel like I'm drowning. School holidays right now are being prime example of that. You know, they're too young to go to holiday camps or anything like that. So they are at home from preschool. Harper starts, you know, primary school in September. And I feel like I'm drowning 90% of the time. I get, you know, great support from David. My mum helps when she can. But it's a lot. And, you know, it. I get to the point where I just have to say... I'm physically doing all that I can. Something has to give. So I'm kind of a little bit kinder to myself than I used to be. And just be like, you know, the world's not going to burn down if I don't do that one thing. So it's not going to happen. Like my house is chaos right now. It's an absolute state. But you know what? Fine. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's still fed clean. You know, everyone's got their parcels and all, you know, all the work side of stuff is done. So ultimately... That's and you know what you. I always think when your kids grow up they're not going to go oh do you remember how messy our house was <laughs> like they don't care <laughs> no they really don't and that was a thing like I remember growing up my mum never had the carpet in the lounge redone like it was this old like navy blue carpet but you know what when people came over it was great because if they spilt a drink it was like, oh don't worry it's an old carpet like those kind of things and you think everyone was just so relaxed in that environment because actually it wasn't a show home and I think they have so much more fun in the chaos than they would in this immaculate house so you know what uh, to hell with it <laughs> yeah oh it's so true when Finley was that we live we're currently renovating our house which is generally chaotic but I've always tried to keep the living room like semi-presentable and when James does, my husband does playtime with Finley, I go down and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's literally been a hurricane. And when that first happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, like start tidying it all up. And now I'm like, oh, this means you've had really great fun. And Finley's explored loads of different toys and textures. So this is wonderful. Absolutely. I've tried to change the mindset inside. I'm a bit like, oh. <laughs> but also just make your life easy. Have a big box that all those toys get thrown into. Don't worry about putting them all back in nice little bags and, you know, make it look pretty on open shelves. Put that stuff in a box in a cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> Hide it. <laughs> Love a box in a cupboard. I've got a big toy box that's got like a seat on it and I put, put little letters and put like his name on it so it all looks lovely and then you open the lid and it's like chaos. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love it. That's all you need. Isn't it? Isn't it? Now, mum guilt. I feel like probably nobody gets through motherhood without aspects of mum guilt. But how do you manage it? Because I've definitely found this 
a day, probably a daily struggle in reality, that balance of being present as a mum and managing like your emails pinging in and phone calls and, you know, calls like this, you know, you coming on the podcast alongside trying to do everything you can for these little beings. Yeah, the mum girl. Mum girl is strong. It's relentless as well. It really is. And like I, I have mum girl at least once a day, I won't lie. Um, you know, it'll be that, mummy, come watch this. Yeah, yeah, give me just a one minute. I'm just doing this. And I think a lot of the time it's for me now, obviously I've been on this journey for a few years and it, it's it been a learning process massively. And I just think, okay, now stop what you're doing. Is it is it that important? Can you step away from it? Like sometimes it will be that I'm sending a, a WhatsApp voice note because I've now implemented that on the website. So people can contact me a lot easier than an email because like you say, emails, they take up so much time. Mm. So trying to find ways to streamline what I'm doing and make things quicker has definitely helped. But actually, you know, it can wait five minutes. Yes, you know, what is it you're doing? Show me um, and be in there and watching it and then be like, okay, right, brilliant. Mummy's just going to now go and do this and then I'll be back. So it's making them aware as well about what's going on. I think as well, this sounds awful, but having two so close in age has really helped me because they play with each other so much. Like, don't get me wrong, they fight like cat and dog. Um, <laughs> equally, they love each other unconditionally. And so those like 45 minutes where they're playing after school, after preschool is golden because I can give them a snack, they'll watch TV, they'll play for a little while and I can get some things done and not feel guilty because they've also got each other. Um is but that yeah, your advice I mean, to me, Natalie? Well, you know. <laughs> Just get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, oh, if only it was that easy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a journey. Oh. But I think, you know, it, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Like, there is no answer. You're going to have mum guilt because ultimately you had children because you wanted to have children. And so then by almost feeling like you're neglecting them, it's hard to then take on yourself and be like, hold on a minute, I'm not giving them my everything but you can't give your everything to everyone hundred percent of the time. It's just not possible. So, you know, it's, what is your priority? Are you in a position where actually you don't need to work so you can give them hundred percent of your time? You know, if, if you've got a passion and you've got a project that you're doing and you need to focus on that as well, how can you split your time? And it's, and it's being realistic with it as well, isn't it? And, you know, I am lucky that they do have each other when they're at home. So that definitely helps me. But yeah, the, the mum guilt is, it's hard. It's really hard. It's rough, isn't it? And I always think, what what would I say to a friend? And I think just listening to you talk there about your children seeing you work, actually, what an incredible life skill that you're instilling in them that like, yes, you're being there and, and you're being present as a mum, but you're demonstrating to them, you know, how you can make work around family life, how you can facilitate that, how you can, how hard you are working. And I think teaching our children that is such a valuable lesson so actually maybe it's a bit kinder to yourself Natalie that that what what you're showing them as you're doing work around them at home it's not actually such a bad thing yeah I think you're, you're definitely right there so Harper actually helps me once all the parcels like are packed up and stuff putting them in the grey bags to go to Royal Mail oh, and so she separates out the ones that are 24 so track 24 and 48 so she now knows which Brilliant. which numbers go in which bags and she knows that that's 24 and that's 48 and you know and she's she's done all of that and she helps me so she's you know she's been there since the beginning so it's been something that she's 
it, it, for them it's normal as well um but yeah it's definitely helped with their kind of skills because it's you know they get involved what an I love that that's an amazing skill that she's doing that's brilliant just if anyone gets their parcel delivered at uh, 48 hours instead of 24 hours it's not Natalie's fault no it's Harper's you can't tell a four-year-old off so (laughs) I'm blaming the four-year-old it's nothing to do with me (laughs) I'd love to see that email (laughs) luckily I've got photos and videos of her helping me so I'll be like look it wasn't me she'll start charging you soon her like daily rate (laughs) oh the amount my children eat trust me they're getting their fill (laughs) I love it that is brilliant so I think we recognize it's tough what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that you're finding I guess for me it's knowing when to ask for help Mm. like society is kind of ingrained in us for you know far too long you can do it all you can have it all yeah, you can, but it comes at a cost. So at what point do you say, actually, I need help? And so that for me has been a massive challenge because I am honestly one of the most stubborn people on the planet. So if someone tells me I can't do something, I will go out of my way to do it just to prove them wrong. Um, so asking for help, I find really, really tough. Um, so that that's been a massive challenge and then I just think for for all of us like the planet right now like that's a challenge whether it's the cost of living crisis whether it's a war whether or not it's covid you know there's, there's so much going on that is so emotionally and mentally draining that takes up a lot of capacity to just think about what's going on and then you're thinking about our children and how they're going to grow up in this world with an energy crisis and climate change and you're like like it, that's a lot to process for all of us just just in like anxiety Mm. so yeah I mean for me those are the definitely the biggest challenges that I'm dealing with I mean in terms of the business you know I'm setting up everything I possibly can to be as easy as possible to be able to do those school drops and pickups you know that that's why I started down this road after maternity leave and carried you know well carried it on and didn't go back to work so yeah, for me, the challenge is all the kind of external stuff that's out of our control. Yeah, it's hard. It's and like you say, it's out of our control. And it's uncertain. And sometimes just that uncertainty alone brings a degree of anxiety because you can't put your hand on it and control it, which is a challenge when it is, you know, it's your family, it's your livelihood, it's your passion and everything that you literally live and breathe. I just wonder, Natalie, if someone was listening and they like, like you had for four years ago or so, had a baby, decided actually, rather than going back to conventional working, they want to set up their own business. Have you got any tips or recommendations that you would say to them? Yeah, I think so. So my first thing would be do your research. Um, You know, the last thing I would want is for someone to start something that then came back to bite them a little while later. So do research, check your what's out there already, what your competitors are doing. If there are any competitors, make sure you register everything properly, whether that's your company name, you know, do it, do it properly so that you have the kind of paper trail backing Um, and then go for it. Like absolutely go for it because you will learn more through trying than thinking. So, you know, all all you've got to lose really is just, well, you your time and effort so you know figure out what your risks are 
how you want to go about it what help do you need are there people out there you can connect with and you know get support from are there other small businesses that you've seen and you think oh actually I'm just going to ask them a question like the amount of people that message me and ask for my advice about things you know people are happy to give it and they want to help and they want to champion other women um you know one of my competitors when she started out messaged me and we're friends which is the weirdest thing ever but we are friends and we get along and you know when we go to shows and events we go out for dinner and have drinks <laughs> you know people are out there to help you so ask people what they've done how they've done it any advice and tips they've got because obviously every industry service product will require a slightly different angle um but ultimately what have you got to lose and I love what you said because I totally know who who you're talking about which is lovely and I think what's really interesting and maybe this is slightly unique to women's businesses I, d I don't know um but I always think there's there's space for more than one you know there's space for more than one for you obviously pre and postnatal clothing brand there's space for more than one antenatal education brand in in my case and actually I think the word competitor sometimes does sound a bit like you're going to be it at like leatherheads and you're going to be enemies and you're working against each other but actually as women the more we work together the more we help each other grow and I think that's something that I've found anyway is really beautiful about sort of the online and the Instagram community um kind of specifically is the fact that we're all on the same mission and I love it when you know we connect even if our product is similar it's just lovely isn't it to support each other towards the same goal yeah, and I think as long as you know what is unique about your business and you don't lose that, mm. as you say, you're not really competitive. You're just you're doing the same thing, but you've got your own uniqueness about it. So, you know, people want choice. People people have the right to have choice. Just because I make one particular thing, that might not be their cup of tea. So they might want it, you know, slightly differently. And that again, that's fine. You know, the way that you deliver a course might not be the way that they want it delivered so you know they, they look elsewhere and I think it's important that people have those choices so like you say like people don't have to you don't have to be mean <laughs> yeah we can all be friends yeah, fine <laughs> I love that but also who has enough time in the day to not be friends with everybody like it's hard work <laughs> it is and you know, it's hard work and actually when you've got someone that is on the same path as you being able to share that mental load sometimes and be like ah this has happened and actually they very likely got a very similar experience and you can support each other through it and that's powerful in allowing you to grow not just as a business but actually as a human being as well yeah absolutely life's too short life's too short let's all just be friends well oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could just be like that let's just all be friends <laughs> So tell me, Natalie, what inspires you to keep showing up every day? When like, you know, when you've had that day where you have been screaming into the pillow, what inspires you to keep going till 2am? I guess it's two things, really. It's the small people that I'm kind of, you know, building this business, not for, but around. Um, and the passion I've got to help other people. Like, you know, I, I don't want another woman to be sat in their lounge crying because they can't leave the house because they've got a baby that won't stop feeding on them and they just want to walk the dog you know mm. I think you know those are the two things for me so knowing that I can pick up and Ethan up from school every day and drop them off you know is a and I appreciate that is a beautiful luxury there is a lot of women out there that don't get to do that they don't you know they have to take a day's annual leave to be able to watch a school play and that that's not a life I want 
so that motivates me massively and then yeah just making sure that other women don't have to ever experience the things that I had to I love that because we've said how tough it is and certainly there's days where I'm like how have I gone from being a midwife to being a web designer a podcast host a podcast editor you know an email marketer a content like all this crazy stuff that you do as well as being like a mum and you know your primary role but actually like you say there is also incredible things about juggling being a mum and a small business owner that I would say the majority of the time outweigh it um and like you say that flexibility to work around your family golden and yes yeah, super super fortunate and also the fact that you get to and I think this is quite unique to having your own business and being your own boss, but you get to completely drive your passion. Whereas I think when you're working for somebody else, you're supporting quite often their passion and you're very much controlled by their vision and their plan. Whereas when it's your business and it's your ideas, it's kind of exciting, isn't it? That you can literally just follow your dreams and kind of whatever the hell you want within most limitations. Yeah, absolutely. And you can try things and you can change it and try again and adapt it as you see fit you know not every idea will work not every plan will come to fruition but you get to keep trying and change it and again you get to also build something at your own pace it's not dictated by somebody else so you know in your corporate world and you've got your appraisal and they're telling you all your objectives for the next 12 months and every single deadline and target you've got to meet oh if I want to slow down because I'm on school holidays I'm going to slow down if they go back to school and I'm like right all steam ahead then you know that that's what you get to do and that's that's nice for me I'm not someone who likes I like routine don't get me wrong but I don't like repetition Mm. I like things to be different and change and I like curveballs and chaos like it works well for me I love it you certainly look like you are smashing the curveballs and chaos lefty I love it you're a good advocate for a small business and mum juggle I do Uh, have a very big baseball bat that's why (laughs) I love it I love it and the bottle of wine on the shelf yeah several (laughs) now I always ask Natalie for three top tips for everyone that comes on the podcast I wondered if you could give us three top tips for working mums be organized your time is very very precious regardless of where you choose to spend it so be organized um be kind to yourself you know it's hard and sometimes things have got to give and you know you you can be ill like be kind to yourself (laughs) (laughs) um and number three enjoy it like this period in time is so short you know they're only small for such a short period of time like I genuinely cannot believe that half was starting school in September like oh, my it makes me cry inside yeah. putting oh. on her school uniform the other week we still got to get her shoes but doing all the rest of it it's like this is crazy she started school it's such a such a short period of time make the most of it enjoy it. and if you're not enjoying it change it it mm. you know do something that makes you happy, that works around your family. And, you know, it might not earn you the most amount of money in the world. And that's fine because there's time for that in the future. It, it's can, like, how are you going to survive to, you know, be happy in the short period of time you've got with them while they're small? 
Oh, that totally resonates because Finley's going to be one next month, Natalie. And I don't know how I've got a one-year-old. So how you feel like with Harper going to school, I'm like, oh my God, it makes me actually want to well up. (laughs) They just grow too quickly. They really do. And it's so strange, isn't it? Because on one hand, you love watching like their little personalities and like all of that development. But on the other hand, you're like, oh my gosh, like where, where is my tiny baby anymore? Like I also mourn those early weeks, which at the time I never thought I would. Um, but yeah, you just, you just, I don't think you always appreciate how beautiful those moments are until they pass. Oh, absolutely. And it, and you don't realise how good you have it because you, they change. You learn a whole new set of skills. That passes, they change again. And each each milestone feels like a whole new experience that you've got to then relearn. Whereas as you're in it and you kind of learn it in a few weeks, you're like, oh, you know, this, this I don't appreciate how easy this is right now. And then something changes again. You're like, oh my God. Uh, like breastfeeding springs to mind, Natalie, when, you know, to start with, it's like, oh my gosh, this is relentless. And then you feel like you've nailed it. You've got it. You're breastfeeding out and about. It's the easiest thing. And then it's and like, they start oh, now wean, or, or now wean them. And you're like, great. Now I've got like spaghetti bolognese being thrown up the walls. <laughs> Chaos. Oh. Anything with red sauce in, ban it. Honestly, honestly. (laughs) Lunches out used to be so nice and relaxing. Now it's like, do we have to go out? (laughs) Yeah, now you literally need like a dust, you know, like the Dexter sheets that he'd put down before he like murders someone. It's just so much best. That's what you do. One little person. (laughs) Chaos chaos oh natalie thank you it is always beautiful to chat to you you are such a wonderful human so please keep doing what you're doing keep championing women exercising in pregnancy and postpartum because it's so important and i love 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 your ethos thank you for having me it's been lovely to have a chat if you've enjoyed this chat and want to hear more on this topic head over to midwifepip.com where you'll find my accompanying blog post with highlights, my thoughts, extra information and additional resources. And remember, leaving a review on my podcast if you've enjoyed listening really does make a huge difference to helping me reach more women with honest, reliable information. So please take a moment to do this because when women support women, amazing things happen. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.